0: My name is Anthony Cappazzoli and this is the Dismantled Life Podcast, where we share stories of hope, love, and strength from the darkness of addiction into the sunlight of sobriety. These are stories from people just like us who have lived through the pain and made it. No matter how bad it gets, just know that you can and will recover. It takes work. It takes hard work. Each week, we talk in detail about what it takes to make it, what it takes to beat your addictions. I am a recovering addict from alcohol cocaine and nicotine. My addiction started in eighth grade. I am now 50. I had over 40 years of very bad habits to break. I hit rock bottom hard. More than once, I nearly died. I would have left my wife and two young children behind. I've been clean and sober for nearly three years. I completely dismantled my entire life and rebuilt it from the ground up. I believe to make it in recovery, it takes a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual approach. It takes a positive mindset. It takes hard work. It takes a village. Join me weekly to learn from my sober superhero guests on the Dismantle Life podcast. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to leave a rating and review anywhere you listen to your podcasts and let me know if you want to be on the show. Happy recovery.
1: I smile every morning when I get on and I, you know, see somebody getting, you know, you know 30 days or 60 days and I just smile I I'm just it. like oh god I'm just so happy for you because there's so much great stuff coming You're it's way. so good like, you know, I love right? the one
0: dayers the the first day when they're nervous you could tell like
1: uh yeah.
0: I'm only one day in and I'm thinking there's no only, only in any so of that only. it's so hard and it's so great mm-hmm. that you're you're doing it and that you're here and welcome and I always yeah. give them a like I purposely seek out the uh the One or two dayers, the first weekers, and I like and love everybody out there. If you get yeah, 35 yeah, years, course. God bless America, I think it's great. But I think that the the early comers, as it were, yeah. give them a little love and some support. And it in the whole community rallies where they got it's probably the first time they've gotten like 1,500 likes, and it's so crazy. <laughs> like,
1: oh my god,
0: it's awesome! They're
1: <laughs> like, who are these people? <laughs> I know
0: it's, it's really good, and so. Uh, Lori, I'm dying to hear your story and thank you for coming on the show. We've been working well, on getting this welcome. done for a couple I don't, weeks.
1: I don't have, Anthony, you might be, you, you might be disappointed. I am just your run of the mill drunk. I have <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no special
0: story. No, listen. I, and <laughs> those are some of my favorite stories because people, you don't have to be in the gutter. You don't have to be yeah. in the alley yeah. to have a good story to share. In fact, I think there are more people out there that have the run in the mill story that yeah. is just one that everyone needs to realize that it doesn't have to be on the edges. Something people crazy. I road.
1: know you're right, you're right, or maybe I should have said I was like no, I, I just dig it. you know i um i was I was raised um in the sixties. I'm a sixties baby Love you know in and, and a, and a great music. real Italian house. Don't let Anderson fool you. That's my that's <laughs> beauty.
0: Yes, I know we have that in common because I'll post some old school family pictures, and yes. you always comment like, "My God, yes. this and reminds me." Yes, and I love and of- I
1: love what you're. You know, your are Nana always saving the saving the tin foil and the Cool Whip for the. Yeah. <laughs> because oh my God, I just die laughing because it's like oh my God, this is so great, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I was um, I was brought up. In a a very Italian family. Well, I say very Italian. We didn't speak Italian in the family because when my grandfather, when my father was sent to school, they sent him home saying, teach him English.
0: (laughs) You know, and so
1: we he lost all of his, uh, you know, Italians. And so, you know, I know I knew the bad words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I am, you know, I'm the oldest of uh, five in my family and it, my dad my dad he wanted a boy so bad <laughs> he got all girls
0: five girls my mom is one of five girls as well yeah
1: yeah and well my brother my brother's the youngest my brother is the youngest of the five but he's gay so I always used to tease my father all the time well <laughs> you get five <laughs> girls <laughs> and my brother my brother laughs about it too you know but it's of course it's it's great. But I um I always thought that I had to uh take care of everybody. I don't know. It's just that Italian thing, you know, and yeah. especially being the oldest. And nobody Definitely. told me I had to. But it yeah. was just you, you just I just felt I just it's felt just it. I do. was the I was the um first daughter, I was the first granddaughter, I was the first great granddaughter, I was the first niece. So I was wow. the first yeah you must have a very um, special place sides. at those
0: sunday dinner tables i would imagine yes. they were it falling was, all it over was,
1: you. yeah it was like you know so i don't know maybe because i've got i don't I, I don't know i just felt like i had to be you know the one i don't know yeah but in sense. any event um my 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 dad my dad was a hard worker a hard worker and i think that's where i get my work ethic from you know if you want something done right you do it yourself
0: get after it yeah
1: Um, but then there comes the, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You don't shit. Everything gets brushed under the rug. Um, you don't air your dirty laundry uh, children are seen and not heard, you know, so you had your place, you know, you had your place, but I do remember, I have very fond memories of, uh, my father's father, my papa. Um, he died when I was five, but I still remember him. Like, I still have that picture in my head because Mm. he was always, um, I don't know. I'm, I was either sitting on his lap or I remember, you know, him, you know, with the the blue and white striped bowl. Like, it's so crazy. Like, he would eat his, his cornflakes every day with wine in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, yeah but he would take me to go drop off, you know, mama to, you know, to work. It just, I don't know, you have these memories, but he, he passed away when I was five. And of course at five, you don't realize what is going on. Right. Um, you just know he's not coming home anymore. And we lived with them. And, um, and at that time as well, I had a sister that was a year younger than me and my mom Uh, I had another sister, Mary. We never got to meet Mary. Mary was in the hospital. Mary wasn't feeling good. And then it was, um, Mary went to be with Jesus, like right around the time my grandfather died. So I was like, wow, okay. So I have a sister, but at five, you don't understand all of that. And it's not talked about. Nothing's talked about. So You know, I always felt, uh, I mean, we had a big family, you know, there was always, you know, something going on who was yelling, screaming. (laughs) That's just the way we loved. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a lot of, I, 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 I think there was a lot of, um, nobody talked to you. If my father had a problem with me, he wouldn't come to me. He would say something to my sister. What the hell's wrong with your sister now? <laughs> Cause I was, you know, I was, uh, I was sensitive, um, you know, and um, I don't know. We never had conversations. No one had conversations. So when anything ever came up, I never, uh, I never felt like I could go to anybody to talk to them about it. And, um, you know, it, going through, it, you know, going, going to school and, you know, I never felt like I belonged with the kids in school. I never, I, I don't know. I just never felt right. And I would come home and I'm depressed and I'm anxious and I don't know why and I don't, and I can't talk to anybody about it. Or that's my perception of it, of course. Sure. And, you know, so it's like one of these, you know, trying to get attention. Um, I would always say my stomach hurt, you know, my mom's taking me to a million doctors, you know, then boys come into the picture and, you know, oh, I'm in love, you know, <laughs> All Right. Um, just there was always something to try to get attention, and I didn't. And, and I didn't know why. You know, I was seeing my I had straight A's in school, and I would go running home to tell my dad I got straight A's, and he would just look at me like, you know, yeah, what do you fucking do? You want a medal? Like because that was what was expected. Yeah, that's what
0: you're supposed to do, right?
1: You're supposed to do. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, oh, all right,
0: <laughs> right.
1: Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I I just really don't know what I was looking for uh, with him. Um, and, and I chased it for years and, and, and I would always go to him first and I would never get what I was looking for from him. He wasn't, he wasn't, um, he was a hard worker. He gave, you know, put a roof over our head. We had food on the table. He, we had a good life. We had a good life. Um, he was just, he would yell a lot. <laughs> so you thought he was mad at you you never knew who's he mad at is he mad at me <laughs> yeah you know this
0: is i Rick. Re- yeah. i relate to this perfectly yeah.
1: yeah you know you just you know you were rushing to get over there on sunday you didn't want to be late because he would make a comment oh
0: god forbid yeah you couldn't be late on Sunday. oh
1: i remember chance. him we were going to pick up my grandmother and my grandmother was five minutes late coming down the stairs oh, and he left it. And I'm like, wait. We're so, she's late. Like there was just
0: Yeah, there's no forgiveness. And if you're I'm assuming you mean Sunday to go to church or Sunday, dinner,
1: Sunday uh, dinner.
0: And you if you were late for Sunday dinner, not seated when Nona wanted to sit. Or mm-hmm. Nona wanted to sit rather, forget it.
1: Every there was just yeah. But but you know, I don't know. Um I do remember uh growing up. And I didn't like where I was living. I, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like the town that we were living in because I, I didn't have any friends. Poor me, you know, Oh, geez, poor me. Um, I didn't make an effort either, but uh, my father wanted to move to another town. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to be here, but I don't want to move either. You
0: can't move me. So you're in the northeast somewhere, right? In New York? Yeah.
1: I'm I'm in Connecticut. I'm right yeah. above I'm right above uh New York City, about a, an hour and a half. And um yeah, I I didn't want to move. And that was the first time that I was petrified of moving out of the town that I grew up in. And um I tried to commit suicide. I took a whole bunch of pills. And I was just like, they, you know, nobody cares about me and, you know, me, 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 you know, okay. there was a whole bunch of us moving, <laughs> not just me. Right. Um, but I was, I was like, oh my God, no, hell no. But Anthony, you know what? I never, I never drank when I was young. Never. Um, I smoked some pot in high school, but I was petrified of drugs. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, I yeah, God, yeah. So- because, I, you know, I, so I didn't know how else to um, cope with my feelings. So they were, they were, they, they, were, you know, they, they were deep and I rem- we were moving, we were in the middle of moving. And I just remember my mother and my father coming up and I'm in ICU and my father's looking at me like, what, you know, what is your problem? And, you know, are you going to talk to me about this? And I'm like, you know, oh God, I just, I cannot believe I woke up. And now I got to deal with him yelling at me again. Um, And he was just like, you know, if you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to discuss this, I'm getting, I'm leaving, you know, and he left, like, you know, just handle your business. (laughs) That was the order of the day. I don't have time for this. You want to talk to me, talk to me. But he he would make me feel so like, I don't, I didn't know what to say, you know, because I wanted him to be proud of me. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't proud of me. So um. It was never talked about again, never talked about again. Um, I went to a a facility, uh, for, 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 for a little while and, um, at 15 years old (laughs) and the most people that were in this, this, this place, um, were all alcoholics. So I didn't know what drinking meant. They were all there for their alcoholism. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't realize, you know, mental health, I had no idea. So I'm sitting there like with a bunch of older people talking about their alcoholism. And I'm like, I
0: don't belong here. Why am I I here? Right? Why
1: am I here? Um, A couple of them would say different things. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I I feel that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, black it out. I just want to go home. I'll be good. Just let me come home. I won't. Try this anymore, and so I we moved, and I um, started in another school. I didn't know anybody, and I was just like, oh God, feeling even more lost. And um, I moved to a a little place in uh, uh, Waterbury, Connecticut, and there is a there is a whole section they call it the town plot section of Waterbury, all Italian. Like the church speaks Italian, the pharmacies, the doctors. I mean, there's even lines that go down the street instead of the yellow lines. It's a red and, an, and, a, and a green one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very Italian. So it was the first time I met some real Italian uh, girls and um, their brothers. And so I was introduced to, um, I was a sophomore in high school. He had uh, graduated from high school. So I was, you know, 15 and he was, you know, 19. Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) he was older, but he, he, um, we were dating and he was the first person I met, uh, dating and we dated for five years and I could not wait to get out of my house. And so he was it. I didn't date anybody else. I didn't have a teenage life. I never went to the bars with the girls. I never went. I was in this little, I just, I'm a good girl. Right. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get married and I'm going to have a family and I'm gonna get out of this house where, you know, I feel like, you know, my father is, you know, too much.
0: Well, okay, um, I'm gonna point something out maybe for the listeners that don't know or get that. Uh, Italian girls of... <laughs> Uh, generations, their first away experience, they didn't move out to get an apartment on their own. You didn't go live with a girlfriend. You didn't get, you, you, if you left the home of your father and mother, you left with your husband into your new home as a wife. So that was the jump. There was no, there wasn't no, you didn't just move into your own place. So just so the listeners understand what Lori is saying is you started your married life right from your father's home.
1: Right from there, yeah. Right from there, and um, I was so excited, like, oh yes, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna be, you know, a big girl now. <laughs> I got married at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my daughter at 21 years old, and I was miserable even more, mm-hmm. even more. It, I felt like I jumped from the frying pan into the fire. For sure. Um whew, I was, you know, bless his heart now because we we are friends, my ex-husband and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that was that's that's a whole other thing. Like you don't get divorced either. It doesn't matter. You made right. your you bed, you lie. in it, out. Yeah, it was, yeah. You made your bed, you're lying it. Um we 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 have a, a a good relationship now. We have two beautiful children and and you know and we have a we have a much better relationship. But again, I blamed him for everything. Mm-hmm. He, you know, don't wear that. Why are you wearing this? Don't wear makeup, like don't cut your hair. Like, and it was this.
0: Like I just didn't know
1: who I was. I had no idea who I was. And so I went to work, um, which he did not want me to do because I was going to meet somebody else. Yeah, I can't imagine that oh, that to didn't go well. Yeah, like, oh, so here I am. And I'm just like, I'm just going through life. Not very happy, not very happy at all. And I remember I was working in a bank and I remember this guy that would come in all the time to make deposits for a restaurant that he owned. And I'm like, hey, what? Do you need anybody to work for you? Like, I I felt like I wanted to, you know, like I said, uh, I wanted to be a bartender because somebody said that a bartender made a lot of money. I had no idea um, how to bartend. Mm-hmm. I never drank. Right. <laughs> the drink, the drinking I did was, you know, the homemade wine with a lot of sprite in it because it was so, it was so strong. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I couldn't yeah. handle
1: it. I couldn't. I I was a lightweight. I couldn't handle it. Soaked oranges
0: or or two day old bread in there. And, yeah. Oh
1: my god! I just and so he laughed. He laughed at me, but he was an Italian gentleman as well. And so he was like, "How about you start out as a as a waitress and you and you learn?" And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, and so I started to do that. And so as a wait, I loved it. I loved people. Everything was—it wasn't the same old, same old every day—and um, I was really, really loving it. My ex-husband was not loving it at all. He did not no. like that I was working in a restaurant, and especially that I was working at night. Um, oh boy, yeah, that's and cool. cue in a couple of drinks, loosening up, and my first introduction to cocaine. Whoa. Yep. I <laughs> love that shit so much. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is awesome. I could talk. I could talk. I could say anything. I can do anything. I am a hyper person anyway. <laughs> so it made me like Speedy Gonzalez. And I was just like, Ooh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course I could tell him now that how I really feel about him, Yeah. you know, get out. I don't, I, I, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I signed up for. You're, you're this, 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 and this, and you know, and you're making me this, 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 and this, and I'm out. And, um, it, of course it doesn't go that easy, but in any ways I, I got out. <laughs> I got I got out um moved back in with my with my um parents for for a very short period of time and my drinking and my cocaine use whew, were were insane they were insane. I was spending every single dollar that I had. I actually was working um, four different waitressing jobs at the same time. Uh, and another little part-time thing at a, at a mortgage company, just trying to get money to be able to feed this habit. And now I've got two children. Um, thank God mom is there. Um, they they know something's going on, but they're not asking me. They're not questioning me. Um, They're mad at me, but they're not saying a word. Right. Um, You know, a couple of times, like, you know, I I remember getting up and, you know, going into the bathroom and there's, you know, I had gotten sick all over the place and went back to sleep, uh, apparently, and my father didn't say a word, but he told my mother to handle it. Take care of this. Don't make me take care of this. Mm -hmm. And so my mom was like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to take care of it. I took care of it by getting my own apartment with my kids, Right. (laughs) Right. Take care of you it. just yeah,
0: remove yourself from the situation so you don't have to hear it.
1: I don't have to hear it. I don't have to deal with it. Um, in walks my 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 second my second marriage um another Italian gentleman we it was it was love at first sight. We were dating for like a couple of months and decided to get married um, right away and he asked me one favor if I was going to continue to do cocaine he couldn't be with me because he was in a relationship that, that happened and it was too much. And he's, you know, I'm not going to ask you not to, but if you, if you want to do that, that's fine. That's your thing. But I can't be, you know, a part of it. And I'm like, oh no, of course I could give that up. Oh, for you, anything. Hey, you know, people pleaser. (laughs) Anthony, that's when my, my alcohol intake tripled, tripled, tripled. It was, holy crap, that's all I did every day for 12 years, every single day. I would wake up in the morning, you know, saying, oh, God, I'm not going to do it again. And, you know, by two o'clock, oh, just one, one, just a little, just a little wine. You know, I went to Italy and I, and I found this wine that was like, Oh my god, it was you know just fabulous, and it didn't give me a hangover. So I started ordering cases of it from Italy and having it shipped over. Yeah. And they're in my in my basement, and you know, <laughs> I'm noticing that like, you know the cases are disappearing like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh god, um, and I didn't know what to do. I, I you know I start actually. He never said a word to me, never said, don't drink, never said, what the hell did you do? Um, I started to get very, very remorseful, very like, oh my God, I did it again. I did it again. I swore I wasn't going to do it again. And at this time, you know, my kids are in their twenties and I'm not, thank God they're they're on their own. And I'm thinking I'm doing them a favor for, for not being around them because I didn't want them to see me like that. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't seeing them at all, you know, on the holidays, you know, a phone call. Hey, what's going on? Not you, Good. Yeah. You need any money. That's what I would do. You need any money. And I thought by buying them stuff, expensive stuff that that would be, I was taking care of it that way. Um, once I started to really, you know, I was blacking out. I was, you know, wait, coming to not realizing where I was, what I said, what I did, um bruises all over me from falling. Um he start. I, I'd say, Okay, what happened last night? He goes, You don't remember, Nicole? if I remembered, I wouldn't be asking you to play. <laughs> and he's like, What is going on? And for the first time I said to him, I think I I think, think, I think I have a drinking problem. And I, I was crying. And he goes, Yeah, you 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 think? He goes, You know what your problem is your problem is, is that you can't just have one. Why can't you just have one? You have no willpower. If you just have one drink. Yeah. You'd be fine. Like, I'm like, you're right. I have no willpower.
0: <laughs> I, I have none. Yeah. Like and, you're, you're right. this is something I can control. If I just have one, I can control
1: it. Yeah. No. And so I would <laughs> have one and I'm, um, White knuckling it because I want another one. One, one. What is one? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my God. It just, it just gets crazier and crazier. Now, my parents are not alcoholics. I have to I have to say this. My parents do not drink. My grandparents never drank. I didn't know any of my aunts and uncles that drink. So I had no idea why I was this, you know what the frig was wrong with me? My youngest brother, the love of my life. I did this kid. I swear to God, this kid, he's in his forties, but anyways, this kid, (laughs) we're 12 years apart. I'm the, I'm the big sister. He's a little brother. And it's just, I, we've always had this, this connection, he and I, and he was down in New York city and he was having some issues and you know he had gone to rehab, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, you really need it. <laughs> right. yeah. Get yourself better, sweetheart. Get cleaned up, yeah." <laughs> and um, he in and out a couple of times, and um, I remember trying to stop on my own because he started to tell me about these people that he was hanging around with out in Los Angeles, California. He got, he left a really expensive rehab to do AA. I go, what the fuck is AA? Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. You can stop. Okay. I go, what the hell is AA? And he's like, you know, it's a community of people and, you know, alcoholics that get together. And I'm like, oh, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Like I, Had no clue. This was probably in like 2007. He asked me to come out to California to celebrate his one year of sobriety in 2008. And of course, I went out there, I flew out there. I, you know, going to support my baby brother. I'm staying with him and I'm going to go to this meeting. I don't know what this meet, meet, a meeting is, but we're going to go so he can receive a cake. Okay, celebration. Now in California, I did not know you can buy wine in the, in the grocery store. So I picked up a bottle of wine and I put it into my the closet because I didn't want him. I didn't want to do this. I, I didn't want to I, I didn't want to disrespect him. I wasn't like you do your thing, I'm gonna do mine. I, I knew he was taking this very seriously and I was very happy for him. And um but his roommate came in and said, please don't let John see that. He saw and I was like, Yeah, whatever, dude. Like <laughs> right. I won't, don't worry. And I went to my first AA meeting in in Los Angeles, California. Anthony. Oh my goodness gracious. I, there was greeters at the door and, you know, it was a, a prominently gay community and they girl, I love your shoes. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, Whoa. <laughs> I had a blast. They were off. You were so awesome. So I'm sitting in a room of like 150 gay men and I am just like feeling all this love and, you know, and everybody sharing. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is so awesome. There was something that I was hearing. But at that at that moment, honest to God, I said, oh, my goodness, maybe could it be that I'm a gay man trapped in a woman's body? <laughs> because I did not want to say that I was an alcoholic or an <laughs>
0: Yeah. You're trying to find any reason to not be an alcoholic.
1: Any, any, you know, and I'm like, I don't, but I left there and I was like, wow, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there is something to this. And I honestly, when I went home, I was just like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to try this myself, but I'm not telling anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to this little, there's this little counseling place. It's free of charge. And I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to a counselor and, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop smoking and I'm going to go to a gym and I'm just going to feel so good about myself. And, uh, you know, did it for like, you know, six weeks and I'm lying, lying to the counselor because I don't want, he doesn't know me. I don't want to tell him stuff.
0: the truth, (laughs) right? I'm going to paint the picture that I want you to see.
1: I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, you know? Oh,
0: oh, (laughs) yeah. Um,
1: And I went out to uh, one of my brother's friends is, uh, is a hairdresser to a celebrity and had asked me to go out to Las Vegas to go see the, sh- the show. And so I'm, I'm sober. And I'm going to go with my brother's sober friend. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just the these knees <laughs> go to this show. I'm totally sober, loving, you know, everything that's happening. I'm six weeks sober and I'm just loving life. And um, we go to an after hour, uh, after hours and after party thing, after the celebration, I'm meeting all of these celebrities, they're, they're, they're doing coke they're doing oh, they're yeah. smoking pot they are like it, dr- drinks are flowing and and i didn't drink anthony i did not do drugs i was a good girl Impressive. I go, see
0: i can I'm do it not
1: an alcoholic right i'm not there's my willpower so i fly back home from vegas and I go straight home and I say to my, I'm so excited to tell my husband how great it was and I didn't have anything and I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And I made myself the biggest martini <laughs> anyone has ever seen. It was a picture of them. And <laughs> I'm looking at it and I've got this glass and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, well, hello, lover. Can't I wait to get
0: started. You. Yeah, I can, yeah. I totally can see this. <laughs> where have you been for six months or whatever yeah Yeah,
1: i am good now blacked out anthony shocker 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 blacked out totally blacked out Mm -hmm. i finished that whole picture apparently i I don't remember after two but i blacked out again oh mother of sweet baby jesus I, i it just good lord good lord um i don't know my son was working for me. He was 23 at the time. He was working for me at, at, uh, at my place. And, uh, it was January 8th of 2010. And this beautiful, beautiful boy came into my office and he just looked at me and I could see he was upset. And he, he was one of the, he doesn't talk much, very shy, very quiet. He'd always, you know, with his head down and, um, a little on the depressed side. And I never wanted to have that conversation with him either because I knew how it felt and um, it's too painful. And I have not discussed it with anybody, but I knew, <laughs> I knew. Um, and I'm on the phone and he's just, the tears are rolling up in his eyes. And I'm like, Nick, what is wrong? And, and he's trying to get it out. And I'm like, Nicholas, you're so depressed, honey. Maybe you should go talk to somebody. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Cause I don't know how to handle I'm not, I didn't say this out loud, but I'm, I'm saying it to myself. Please don't be me because I don't know how to help you. But I say to him, I think you're smoking too much pot. I knew that he did. And I never, never addressed the issue. I think you're smoking too much pot, sweetheart. It's making you more depressed. I think you should go see somebody. And he just looked at me and he's got these big Blue eyes, beautiful blue eyes, and he just started bawling. And he's like, Mom, it's not pop. I'm hooked on heroin and I can't get off. I was like, No, you're not. <laughs> not heroin. <sighs> I've only had my knees buckle twice in my life uh one my father died and the second time when my son told me he was addicted to heroin because I was like can I can I be that naive in my own little world that I did not see this my idea of a heroin addict was not my 23-year-old son with his polo shirt on standing in front of me my idea of an alcoholic was not me because it was you know a, a, an old guy on a park bench with with a bottle and a brown bag and i just <sighs> but i being the type of person i am i'm i'm going to get him help him help and uh they're gonna fix them for me, Anthony, and they're gonna send them back to me whole. And uh I got him into a rehab center, and um he got kicked out after the first week <laughs> because somebody slipped him something to go to sleep. Um, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't get it, I don't get it, I, I don't understand. For the first time in my life. I surrendered for him. I don't know what to do. My, my, my ex-husband's telling me, call his father, call his father. And I'm like, I got this. I'm his mother. I will, I will do whatever it takes to get him well. And uh, when he got kicked out, I, I had nothing. I had, I had nothing else. I didn't know what else to do. So I called his father and I said, I'm I don't know what else to do, so we all went over to his dad's house and we we try to make a, this little plan and uh, we got him into uh, another center and it was more of a instead of a thirty day program where you know you go in they you know do this and you know meditate and oh you know you're good you're good and send you out into the world where you have no coping mechanisms it was this place where it was uh, intense therapy. Uh, you stayed for as long as you needed to. They did phases. The first phase was, you know, the detoxing and and, and that the mm-hmm. second was, you know, just a lot of therapy, family therapy, you, whatever you get back out into the world. They take you to a concert where, you know, there's pot everywhere. Sure. If it triggers you, like they they're there to say, okay, what are you thinking? But, and he did that and he, he did do that program, but um, that in February um, of that year, it was Valentine's Day 2010. And we had to go down to this place. And you know, this is great. And I've got my my book, and I've got my pen, and I'm going to take really good notes. (laughs) I'm going to take really good notes, because he's my son. And I want to, you know, I don't want him to, you know, feel bad anymore, you know, as I'm, you know, chugging on a Southern comfort and, and the diet Coke. I'm gonna take these really great notes and um, I don't I don't know what happened. it had to be what they you know what, what everybody calls that moment of clarity <laughs> where I was like it's something hit me on the side of the head going, girl, you need help. There is no way. You can help this child in the condition that you are in. There is no way. And you know, you know, when you get on the plane and you know, and and, and everybody, you know, with a mask, and you're supposed to put it on yourself first. And, and I always say, "Fuck you, my kids are first.
0: <laughs> right. Like no. Yeah, you got to see. Right. I
1: never got that concept. It's a good metaphor, I'm going to help you, even though I cannot freaking help myself. I am going to help you. Well. it it wasn't working anymore. (laughs) I couldn't help him. I couldn't, I couldn't help anybody. I was in a really bad way in a really bad way. So, uh, I went home that night, I drank my ass off and I called my brother and I said, what do I do? And he said, get your ass to an AA meeting. Didn't know in my little town that I was living in where they would be. So I looked it up online and, and I I'm assuming that it's going to be like 150 drag queens, maybe. <laughs> well, I knew it wasn't going to be a bunch of gay people, but I figured it was going to be 150 people in a room that I could just kind of like slide into and just sit and listen just for this first one. Yeah, um, There were seven.
0: People. In, a, in like, I was going to say seven in like a church basement or something.
1: Seven people, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And there was this older woman, and she was knitting, and I'm like, "Am I in the right place?" And she's like, "Oh yes, honey, sit, sit." And I'm like, "The oh, coffee's oh, over oh. there,
0: the cookies are I'm there." Like, oh,
1: oh, okay. Yeah. And they asked me my name, Anthony, and I'm like, "I don't have to tell you. Isn't this anonymous? Like, I, don't talk to me. You know, don't talk to me. Oh my god, I'm like my my hands are sweating." I am like feeling sick to my stomach.
0: Yeah, I would uh, imagine it's got to be a cold no. splash in the face. <laughs> I
1: was like, oh. and they were, they were, of course, they were laughing, not laughing at me, but the, the smiles, course, you know. And I'm course. like looking around, and I'm like, I said, I don't know if I'm in the right place, and and they said, yeah, you know. And how long have you been sober for? And I'm like, well, what time is it, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I it. No, was. I was just like, I don't. Know, I don't know what the hell is happening. What me. time is it?
0: i Yeah, I've been up since eight. So yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I didn't mean to laugh. I no, no, terrible. no, please.
1: And in, and you know and and the other it was like you know they were a bunch of bikers like so it's like I I, I really don't think that I'm in the right spot. I don't <laughs> think be right. I, yeah. Oh, oh, and I said to him, "Like I don't know if I'm coming or going. Like I don't, you know." Yeah. And um, one of them just said to me, "Just keep coming. You will get right to place, where you're right going."
0: Time. Yeah, this is your exactly. You will need get to, to
1: where you're going. And so I was like, "All right." And I, for the first time, raised my hand on February sixteenth, two thousand and ten, my sobriety date, and said, "Hi, I'm Lori, and I'm an alcoholic." And oh man, <sighs> it was like in front of seven people
0: oh man
1: it's six of them six of them are my best friends today one of them i I don't know what where 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 he is but um i have kept in contact with each and every one of them over the years they have helped me tremendously um in my recovery um I, i you know i i did only one a week because you know hey i've got this
0: whatever works yeah whatever works yeah
1: I didn't have shit, but it felt good to get there. You know yeah. that once a week, it was like, oh! and when I got there, I was all smiles, and I just felt so good yeah. when I got there. But it was just to, that week to get there, and I would, you know, every Wednesday night after I'd get out of the meeting, I would stop and I'd get a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That was <laughs> my, you know, that was my my thing, you know, and. Uh, I went to, uh, I had to do something for work and I'm down in Atlantic city and it was this big convention thing going on and oh, people were drinking. And I think I think the bartender remembered me from the year before. Hey, do you, Good to see you know you. Your, your extra <laughs> <laughs> extra dry martini, six hours? And I'm like, oh my God, am I that? Wow. You're like, oh
0: my gosh. Yeah.
1: Wow. Was- um, I go, no, no, thank you. And I you know, and I was just like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I think I just better get out of here. I'm not listening to what's going on. And I'm like, please, God, it was a Wednesday night. I would have been with these, these people. And I'm like, oh, please, 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 please just get me through this. And Anthony, I looked over the balcony and right there was a little stand, Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) That's great. And I was like, Thank you. <laughs> I went down. It. I got two scoops, and I and I went to my room. And you know, these little things that happen, you know, along oh. the way, and you know, the the things that we notice or didn't notice before, or whatever. You know, I've been doing this thing for a little over eleven years, and every you know, it changes for me. It always changes for me. You know, people say, "Oh, you got to stick to it, stick to it." I was such a creature of habit. I still am to a to a certain degree. But if I don't keep on changing and, and and doing something different and keeping my mind open, I'm not saying that you know I'm going to go out there and test the waters. No, thank you.
0: Right.
1: No, thank you. I you know I go I still go to meetings to see what happens to people that don't go to meetings. Like I hear the you know the the, the stories, and it's just like I don't want that ever, um, ever 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 in my life again. And um, I just you know. I didn't recover out loud for a very long time um, because it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I don't want to air out my dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that goes back to my, my childhood. For sure, for sure. So this is, my, this is my family now in these rooms that I would go to, you know, three separate ones. And, you know, my my network was getting a little bigger, but it was like, you know, the wink, wink at somebody that I'd see in a store, like, you know, but yeah. not. Any, you know, it didn't take it any further, and so once I found this Instagram community, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! Yeah! I love this!" By me sharing my story, by me listening to other people talk, somebody brought up something um, in a in a post. Like, I I love these people that do these blogs, like they're like online diaries. Mm-hmm and I will say to somebody, were you reading my diary? Like, because it's that me too, me too. I feel you. I feel you. I get that. And now it's just not in, in a, in a small space. Now it is, you know, like a worldwide thing. And it's like, Oh my God. Um, am I going to be doing this for the rest of my life, you know, going on podcast and, you know, having my YouTube channel. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to end next week. I, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying the journey.
0: Yeah.
1: I love speaking out loud. I love to, I love when people reach out <clears throat> to me, I, People, some people have said to me like that I'm that I'm phony because I was a phony, I was such a phony. Like, hi, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, right? My whole life.
0: And yeah, we all were. I mean, there's, so you're not unique in that. Yeah, I mean, right. Everybody. And so, was, people people
1: yeah. say to me, "Oh my God, your life can't be that great," my life is great. Right. It's not. I always wanted everything to be perfect and that in lies the problem of if it's not like this, if it's not like that, that it's not going to be, you know, my way, my way, my way, my way, or the highway was my dad's favorite saying my way or the highway, but that's the mentality that I had. Um, I let shit go. Now I just let it go. I don't want, I, all I did was live in chaos in, in, just toxic, like every day. And when I first got sober, it was like, all right, okay. So this is, this is what peace is like, but my shoulders were still like this because I was expecting something to happen. I've just real, I've just been able to uh, find an easier, softer way of of accepting things the way they are Um, and accepting my part in them. That was huge. huge. It, is.
0: it is extreme ownership. And I say this to uh, not only on the show, but when I talk to people, recovery is about, first of all, I extreme ownership in my opinion huh. and, and being sick and tired of your own shit. Like it's I'm it. tired of faking it. I'm tired of uh, being miserable. I'm tired of, Whatever, whatever it is, yeah. we, the list goes on and on, and, I, and yeah. so that. But what I've learned, my one of my favorite things uh, in recovery is not only the great people that I've met, but the freedom that I've earned and the hard work that I put in, and I'm proud of the hard work every day. But I love the phrase. One of my favorite phrases, and it, it tears. I, I get teared up every time someone says it to me. Is you're right on time, Anthony, and, and, and it's from AA, and it's you because mm-hmm. you achieve your steps, your recovery in your own time. The known Absolutely. It, and when, when, when I hear, I, I speak to uh, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Her name is Denise. She's got a, a, a wonderful podcast and she helps me. You know, we speak on a weekly basis and Living the Life of Your Wildest Dreams is her podcast. Everyone should listen to it. It's amazing. Uh, okay, and she, she'll say you know you're right on time anthony and and it, and it's
1: i love that it's just magical
0: to me and and, and i love it and then i also i just i think it'd be helpful Lori, for you there's another book if i can recommend uh in it, 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 pamela pesta is the author and the name of the book title of the book is letting go of the thief and it's it is one of i feel one of the best books on the experience of being an alcoholic i've ever read cuz it's a digestible format. It's a quick read, but it doesn't even need a quick read, but it's a powerful read. I I still read it a lot and I get sweaty reading it because it brings me back to what you said. And the reason I'm even mentioning it is because when you go to meetings to go and learn what it's like for people who don't go to meetings, that horror of coming back yeah. because they've relapsed. Yeah, Letting go of the thief is my way to it to always look back at the misery I've left behind. Yeah. yeah.
1: Play nice that show. tape forward. I, I, I that, That's the other one. It was that look, play the tape forward, you know, because we, I, I, I shouldn't say we, I, I, I could romanticize it. <laughs> I had yeah. some great times. I oh, had yeah. some great times. you know it, it's just like you know when somebody passes away you know and they weren't a very nice person and somebody was like, oh they were so great and I'm like
0: they were a saint yeah
1: person? <laughs> yeah I'm like
0: he was an asshole. what are you talking about? yeah but I'm like oh,
1: all right, but it's a person it's, it's all about perspective all about perspective i could say something to you know one of my other three siblings about a situation we all have a different point of view on it i'm like were you not in the same room they were they just did not feel those feelings that i i was feeling you know and and one of them would say well you know how daddy is why do you take it so personal or the other one would say, yeah, isn't he an asshole? And the yeah. other one would be like, oh, I don't know. I didn't hear it. You know? <laughs> uh, right,
0: exactly. Like, like it's just, Absolutely. you know,
1: or why do you got to say that about dad? You know, he was a hard worker. Like, I, I'm like, what the frig is going on here? Didn't we all, didn't we, weren't we all sitting in the We're same. All the, the same
0: dinner table. What is going on? What
1: here? is going on? But I, I've i learned to, like, everybody has their own ideas. Everybody has their own perspectives. I was living in this world of blinders on. It's my way or the highway, no, you know, black and white, no other way. If I say that the sky is green, it's green. Don't, don't, don't tell me it's not.
0: Yeah. And I'm just
1: so <laughs> opened to things. Like Even in early recovery, because I, I, because I was doing AA, if you weren't doing AA, good luck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, how dare I? Mm-hmm. How fucking dare I? There are so many ways to recover. There are. There are I am so recovery. Many agnostic.
0: Things to do. I, you're right. I am recovery agnostic in that regard. Yeah. And it, there is unfortunately you will discover some recovery snobbery, for lack of yeah. a better way to put it. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's, but that's
1: okay because I gotta look back and say that was me, and I smile and I and I say to myself, yes. I hope that they 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 become more open <laughs> A- because
0: absolutely. it was me." Like I I,
1: I, 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 I shit you not, know, like, okay, oh, good luck, <laughs> you, yeah. you are not gonna make it." Everybody, if you I don't do it was,
0: my way, you're never gonna. Yeah, you're never uh, gonna
1: get it. Oh my god, yeah. So it's like I. That's why I think I love doing these podcasts. I love doing my YouTube channel. The first person that I did that hadn't done a program, I was sitting there going, wait, 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 wait. Like no, no meetings, none, zip, zero, like none. <laughs> so what did you do?
0: <laughs> that was and, me. I, I've not, I am not an AA 12 stepper. I'm not, ai did it on my own and all right, but I'm, I'm, I've learned <clears throat> three and a half years in that now, because I'm not covering all the trauma and pain in the reasons I drink with alcohol and cocaine, that now I have to deal with. It's with all of the exposed trauma. And so now my friend Denise, who I mentioned, um, is helping me figure that out. I'm also seeing a therapist. Good. And, yeah. it, and it's it's really I, I important that everything. people follow their path. And I have a I have a couple of questions actually. So I'm if I may, okay. and you don't have to answer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. How's,
0: how's your son Nicholas now? He's it's-
1: doing wonderful. He um oh my goodness gracious. He moved back to Connecticut. Um I, I didn't say this part, he moved to LA to get mm-hmm. sober. Um he was out there for 10 years. He just moved back two years ago. Uh, and he doesn't, again, I'm always like, Oh, you do whatever you want. You know, it's your journey, not mine. <laughs> um, but he decided not to go do AA meetings when he got back. I'm like, uh, what, <laughs> but as a mom, it, this, this was as a mom yeah. that was coming from a mom's place. Um, he's very heavily into the martial arts. He picked that right back up again. He just got a second degree in black belt. And to him, he said that is his mind, body, and soul. He loves it. He's this is the way he's doing it. And I'm like, I've never seen him um more at ease with himself as I have. I was, I was really nervous when he came back. I was really nervous. I'm like, why do you want to come back here? Like, Stevie, yeah. or you're doing so good. Yeah, you know, don't change
0: anything. Right. No, I get don't that. Change anything. I, I do. No, and he's I like, totally I
1: want know. I want to be around my family. You know, and he's 34 now. And that's, I talked to him awesome. last night. And it just, oh, um, he's oh, well. Love, Thank you. I should just, he's doing well.
0: Thank you. That's no, that's wonderful. And I, I, I love, first of all, I I love your story. It, there's, by the way, there's nothing run of the mill about it. Um, And and I, I think it's a wonderful and gracefully told Journey and thank you for that. And what one uh, the metaphor that you shared, and I it's in my head because it's perfect. Is the concept of on the flight when the mask comes down, be sure to put the mask on yourself first, and then on your in your case, children, as it were. But but it works so perfectly, and it's so simple. But I I couldn't be a good dad or a good husband or a good anything. And pick insert anything until I sorted my own shit out by getting sober and drug-free yep. and that is a perfect metaphor and I thank you for that like that is a, a, an ex, a simple way to describe how important it is because if I didn't get my stuff straight I couldn't I wouldn't be good to anybody else and that's a a perfect way to put it which i'd never thought about and i yeah. i love that because and i'm still working on it because i started to become a dry drunk and i don't know if become is the right word because i had no, three I years three you know. and a half years sober i turned into i didn't like myself i was an asshole i was angry i me mean, yeah. yelling all the time yeah. and i'm like you don't
1: know what to do you're not processing and that's how i was like the first year and a half and it's like you know people are, are you you're just a dry drunk. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah, drinking. Exactly. What else do you want from me?
0: I'm what else you do you every, want? Yeah. You
1: wanted me to stop drinking, so I did. So now what? You know? So now but it's the inside stuff. The inside stuff. I like myself.
0: Yeah.
1: I like myself. I, I I don't hate myself. I don't hate what's looking back at me in the mirror. I am a better mother, I am a better daughter. I'm a better sister, a friend, a friggin' human being. I never would want anybody around me that I was not getting something from. Mm. Um, the love that I feel for, for people in, in the recovery world is so genuine that it scares me. Like, it's like,
0: yeah,
1: I'm just so open because I know what it feels like to be in that space of not loving what's looking back at you it's it's heartbreaking it's soul crushing it's like what am I doing wrong it
0: is we're not doing
1: anything wrong we're doing the best we can with what we have
0: that's right and so meetings for me
1: uh, podcasts for me books for me therapy for me to get all this shit out actually being honest telling the truth. Like I could tell a therapist, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm 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 fine. You know, you know, we all know what fine stands for, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Jesus Murphy. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: I think the the sobriety gave me the gift of getting to or identifying or seeing the roots of the problem and starting to deal with that. And and I always tell people the every day when I wake up I've learned to say the real work begins today. And that's my way of not taking the work for granted, not taking where I've gotten for granted and knowing that today's going to be a hard day and I got to put the real work in today. It doesn't mean it got to be a dick. It doesn't mean I got to be an asshole. And I
1: right, 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 right. That. It's just it, it that that same. I have it uh, up against my wall. It is what it is. If some one person told me that one more time, I would wanted to stab their eyeballs out. Like, but it is not what it is for me. It might be that for you, but it's not that for me. Like, yes, you know, just absolutely breathing, true. You know, 100%. just breathing and just uh, all right. You know what? It's not that bad. Let's see what this is you know, what it is, what can I do about it right now? If I can't do something about a situation right then and there, I've got to put it to the side. Yeah. Just what can I do right now, right in this moment? And because that, that projecting for me, that, that whole, like, oh, this is going to happen. I know this is good. Like, just let it go. Let it go. When my father, when my father passed away, he was, it's going to be 20 years for God's sake. He was very young and I'm coming up on his age. And I think that's why I've been talking about my dad so much lately, but um, somebody said, do you know how proud your dad was of you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, because he never said it. Right. And I think back on that. And it was like, it, I needed to be proud of myself. It didn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter if anybody else thinks I'm an asshole or not, or if I'm doing this right or wrong. I always wanted somebody to like me, to validate me because I didn't like me. I hated me. So I wanted somebody else to do it. The one person that I wanted to do it was my father because he was the toughest guy I knew. So if I got validation from him, then the whole world would be all right. And I didn't, because he just—it was expectation. Well, And He was to right
0: too. Yeah, you're seeking out outward validation Outwards, because you, you know? weren't able to validate yourself internally. And
1: I—I and- I swear, I had a, a great conversation the day before my dad died. That if that is not, you know, I was not sober at the time, but I got to say a lot of things that I would have never said to him. Um, and I got to do that the day before he died. Being in sobriety, I. I miss not being able to be in a, him being in my life on a daily basis, because I think that our, uh, maybe this is me projecting or hoping again, uh, <laughs> that, our, uh, that our, our relationship would be a lot different. I wouldn't take his words so serious, so uh, personal Um, that he is the way he is. He was who he was and he did the best he could with what he had. You know, I I, I had to let all of that go. I wrote him a beautiful letter as, you know, and I thought it was the stupidest thing, but it was the best thing that I could have done was write him a letter. And um, I just try to do that on a daily basis, not try to be better than anybody else. "Mm, You're so good. And I'm like, no, I'm not better than anybody. I just am better than I was day before, me, just that's all I'm trying to do and pass that message on that it is possible.